Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, sponsored by SportsCardForum.com, the ultimate in sports card trading and discussion, and sponsored by TheTroveSportsDen.com. Come and hang out and chat with baseball pros. And sponsored by Diamond Service Grading, fast, accurate, transparent card grading for today's collectors. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk TTM cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. My name is Jeff Baker, and I am your host of the program. It is season three, episode 38. It is Sunday, September 26th. We're almost done with September. We are listening to the nationally ranked sports podcast, and I thank you for joining us. We keep getting more and more new listeners, and I'm Joined by my co-host, Mr. Drew Pelto. Drew, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on as usual here. No problem. It's it's getting to be a habit, right, my friend? <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, I was up early getting notes together this week and everything. It's like, yeah, this is, I mean, kind of just get into a groove now. Yeah, it's really good. I think I I think the, the show has been uh really good. I think I we were doing great with our interviews. Our content is is good and, and fresh, and we got all a lot of stuff going on. How was your week? Did you have a good week? Yeah, it was really good. I mean, just uh, basic work stuff, uh, kind of light on the mail front and everything. But I mean, got got a lot going on here. I mean, I went to a concert last night. They'll be talking a little bit about later. I've actually got one coming up tonight as well. And then going to one next week, too. So, I mean, three in the span of five days. So I'm going to be uh, going to be bound for the floor by the end of that. So. <laughs> Hopefully I have your earplugs. These loud concerts. <laughs> oh, yeah, this was I mean, this is in a fairly small club with a very very loud band, but yeah, I'll get onto that. Uh, like I said, later on with this, but yeah, that's uh, got to have those for sure. Cool. I've been, I've been having a real organizing week. I've been spending a lot of time organizing my stuff. I put, um, I don't know, a good number of my cards, my TTM returns in binders. Mm. I've been putting cards in number order. I'm, I am going to be on, I'm a, I'm an organizing fool for the next six months. That is, <laughs> that is my goal to, to get as organized as I can. So I, I know what I have and I was going through stuff and I was like, Oh, I didn't realize I had that. Oh, I forgot okay. I got that one. You know, you, you mark them down in your, on your spreadsheet and then they, they, they go in a box and you forget about it. And I got to the point where, you know, like I want to look at my stuff. I don't want to just mm-hmm. have them all sitting in a box. So uh, I've been doing a lot of, organizing so it's been been a busy week and i've been uh having a lot of interviews i've been interviewing a ton of people for the show so uh nice. this week i i interviewed adrian uh roberson adrian is the uh pa announcer that she's the first female pa announcer for the baltimore orioles uh she's also a pa announcer for the bowie bay Sox. yeah bay Sox. that's bay right Sox, the Bowie bay Sox, which is a double a team for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, she also is paying announcer for uh, Georgetown University, a lot of their sports, and she's only the fourth female PA announcer. So uh, we had a, a nice interview with her. And then I also interviewed, uh, I caught up with, with uh, a friend, a, a friend of the show, Troy Rudder. Troy is a, a TCMer from way back, and we just kind of caught up and, and talked to see what he's been up to. So we got a nice interview coming up with Troy Rudder. Um, next week, our show will be on Sunday, October 3rd. I can't believe we're already into October. And I had the uh, the pleasure of speaking with Clarence Scott. Clarence was a 13-year, uh, I think 14-year veteran, actually, uh, of um, the NFL. He played solely for the Cleveland Browns, which is amazing in itself. And I had I, I interviewed Clarence, I think, on Monday. And 
he came on with his wife and his, you know, he, he's an older gentleman, so he's not technically savvy. So his wife set him up on, on the Zoom call and the, you know, the, the video pops up and Clarence is sitting there with his Cleveland Browns number 22 shirt on. Nice. <laughs> if so I remember guy, right, he, if I remember right, he actually grew up as a Cleveland Browns fan as a kid, too. And so kind of a lifelong dream of his, I'm sure, to be able to play for them. Yep. And we talk about that. He was a huge Jim Brown fan. He loved the Cleveland Browns. He, him, him and his, his, I, I, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but I let him, his, I had his wife ask one question at the very end and that revolves on around Cleveland. So we've got a great interview with Clarence uh, Scott next week, uh, former Cleveland Browns uh, cornerback. He was, uh, he made the pro bowl. He was, uh, he was, he was a, a very good player in his day. So we're going to talk with Clarence, Clarence Scott next week. We have our regular segments as always we have baker's dozen which is our news segment making the grade which reviews what's happening in the grading community our ttm cast stamp of approval which is is our favorite segment right drew because we oh yeah we get to expound on stuff that we we love that isn't isn't necessarily collecting stuff and we we do that this week we have our burn wrap minute which reviews the people that passed away uh during the week and we also uh review some of our ttm returns which is always fun so we're going to get right into it. Uh, Drew, what's our, our our email address? How do, how do people find us? Easily. You can find us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. Or you can send a text to our text line, which is 978-729-0662. We are looking for feedback, comments, questions about TTMing, about collecting, uh, about food we like. I don't care. We have bands we like. Any, we'll, we'll talk anything. We love we love to gab. So if you have any questions, you want to you want to be a guest on the show, you have uh, ideas for, for guests, send it to us on our text line, 978-729-0662, or email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. And if we use your suggestion or we use your, your email on the show, we'll send you a, a gift. I still got a couple of TTMcast baseball hats to give away. I'm going to order some uh, new TTMcast t-shirts in the next week or two. So we'll get some new t-shirts coming in. So I got all sorts of stuff for uh, for you guys that we love to give away. And we also have uh, TTMcast magnets as well. So we're going to go right into our first segment, which is Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen is a news summary of what's been going on in the hobby. And uh, as it's, as it's, it's kind of, formulated it's kind of a catch-all let's let's talk about what's going on in the hobby uh highlight some shows that are going on and uh just things that we're really interested in so this week there's a couple of shows coming up in november that i wanted to make everyone aware of if you're up here in the northeast in the boston area or massachusetts area or even new hampshire or or Rhode Island or Connecticut, the Greater Boston Sports Collectors Convention, which has been going on forever, is November 5th through the 7th at the Shriners Auditorium here in Wilmington, Massachusetts. And they've got a bunch of uh, cool guests that are going to be signing. Um, so Mariana Rivera will be there, Hall of Fame pit closer, is going to be there signing autographs. And they're also going to do um, a special tribute to the 1981 Boston Celtics championship team. And they've got a bunch of guys that played on the team. And it's really a nice lineup. They've got Tiny Archibald, Cedric Maxwell, Gerald Henderson, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish, all, all going to be there signing autographs. So if you're a fan of the Celtics or you need to fill guys in, in your uh, sets, 
that's that's a pretty good lineup. And Mariano Rivera doesn't do many many shows, so it's kind of cool to see Mariano at that show. That again is November fifth to seventh at the Shriners Auditorium in Wilmington. And we uh, maybe we'll get maybe in the next couple of weeks we'll have the promoter on to talk Mike Jocelyn to talk about um, the show and uh, anything else any surprise other surprises he might have. Um, in addition, there's another show coming up. It's a really big show if you are in the uh, Toronto, Canada area. Um, it is the Sports Card Expo, and this is a show that's been going on for a while. It's kind of hockey centric, obviously, because it's up in the Tor- in Toronto in Canada. It's November 11th through the 14th, I believe now. Um, the COVID restrictions have been lifted and we can get into Canada. So uh, hopefully I'm not telling people <laughs> about a show in Canada that they, they can't go to. I know the last couple of years, last year they did it online. It was a virtual show. And this, this show, again, has been going on for a little while. And they've got some hockey guys and a wrestler so far. Uh, Daryl Stitler from the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs will be there. Adam Oates, who played for the Bruins and the St. Louis Blues. And I think he played for Detroit as well, right, Drew? I think so. It sounds right. Yeah. he's uh, Is he a Hall of Famer? If he isn't, he should be. Yeah, I think um, he is. Yeah, I think so, too. And then Gilbert Perot, who was a member of the French Connection, and um, he's going to be there signing as well. And then Bret Hart, the wrestler, is going to be there. And they, usually, I'm sure they're going to be adding people uh, as well as the, the Shriners show. So if you are in the Toronto area, that's a that's a nice show to, to take in. Um, and especially if you're a hockey fan. So there's a lot of, lot of stuff going on. I love um, – that we're seeing all sorts of live shows. Any any live shows in your area coming up, Drew? Uh, coming up at the end of October, I believe it's the 28th through the 31st, they're going to have the usual uh, Dallas show up in, uh, I think it's in Allen, if I remember right, at the uh, Marriott Waters Creek Convention Center. So uh, they've been doing that every couple months here lately, but this is going to be the, the next incarnation of it here coming up. So I'm probably going to try to get out to that if I can. I know I've got another concert going on that weekend, but... Fortunately, that concert's right near it, so I might try to, you know, just hit you both in one day if I can. So, yeah, can we have um, there's probably like three local shows that go on basically every Sunday around here, um, and they usually have like local guests. I I know I saw Johnny Busick's going to be signing Kerry O'Reilly, those type of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but the you know this this GBSCC is a really mm-hmm. is the biggest show in the area. I think one of the biggest shows in New England. So. Um, that's why we mentioned it. If you, you know, it's, it's certainly worth traveling to uh, if you want to come, come up to Boston, Boston is a beautiful area in, in fall, November. It's still kind of nice. Uh, Drew, you were here, here during that time and you can attest oh, yeah. to, to that. So best, best time to come up to Boston is around that time. So uh, if you're traveling up to, for the show, um, I'm, I'll be at the show probably both days. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'll be there on Saturday and Sunday. So um if if you are coming to the show, make sure you, you stop by and see me. I'll be uh, I'll be the guy in the scooter in the in the TTM cast uh, t-shirt. So we'll we'll talk about it when we get close to the show. But I just want to make people aware of the show, some of the show bigger shows that are going on. One thing that one article that I noticed that was uh, that interested me. I've been really st- into uh, vintage basketball in the last couple months. I've been uh, compiling a ton of. Uh, Celtics cards, Boston Celtics cards from the early 70s and even uh, 1969 cards. And I'm, I'm probably 95 to 98% done with the uh, with the Celtics run from 1969 to 2000. I think I, I have just about every card. I, I, may, I might need like five cards. I just finished off the 1976. I needed two cards. I just finished, that, finished those off uh, buying them online. So uh, it's been 
they're they're kind of affordable. Uh, the seventies uh, basketball cards, and there was a nice article by Emil Avanderson. And I'm sorry if I, I butchered your name, Neil, Emil, uh, because I'm horrible with names. But Emil wrote a great, uh, a great has been writing great articles on uh, 60s and 70s basketball rookie cards. And this is the third um, part in his series, and they're all they can all be found on Sports uh, Collectors Daily. Uh, you know, if you're into basketball cards, and I kind of. I don't know about you, Drew. I, I kind of try to sway, stay away from the stuff that's hot, quote unquote. So if someone, something all of a sudden becomes hot, I kind of, I kind of zag and try to find something that isn't as hot and is a little more affordable. I've done that with hockey. I've done that with basketball recently. I did it with football a while ago. Um, I'm talking vintage, you know, picking up vintage cards. So, uh, you know, you can't, you can't get a, a vintage Mickey Mantle or um, Roy Campanella or, or Jackie Robinson card anymore for for you know, worthwhile, but you can sell. I picked up a 1969 John Howlchuk rookie card for less than thirty dollars. Nice, ungraded, but I, I'm you know corners are great. No no creases. That it, it's a tall boy. He's one of the top what a four, thirty or forty basketball players in the war, uh, in the history of the game. And I got his rookie card for thirty under thirty dollars. So that's the kind of stuff I got. The Dave Cowan's um, card, which I think is nineteen seventy, his rookie card. I pick I picked that up for less than twenty dollars. So and he's a Hall of Famer. So that that's the that's what I like. I like getting vintage cards of guy of guys that I I really like and followed. And you know the Celtics guys, obviously. Um, I think it's I I think it's there's still value in those cards. What do you think? There definitely is. I mean, anytime that you can, I mean, rookie cards are always going to ha- have value early career cards of guys are always going to have them. Even sometimes, you know, the career capper card of a guy that has, you know, finally their full career stats on the back. Those are always going to have value. And so going back to what you said, you know, you zig where everyone else zags and everything. That's the, that's the aim of the game there. Buy low, sell high. It's the way it works in everything. So if you can find a bargain, find something that's flying under the radar, jump on it. Yeah, it's fun, and I again, it's it, I love I love the old hoops cards. I collected them back in um, the '70s and 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 into the '80s. Unfortunately, I I stopped I think in '84, '85. So I miss I miss getting the Jordan Flair card. Yep. <laughs> my brother, my my brother who uh, is uh, four years younger than me, he was really into basketball cards when we were kids, more so than me. And he picked up all the star cards and all the flare cards back then. And um, I think right after, either right after he was finished with college or right before he finished college. And I was kind of doing my own thing at that time. I think I was out of the house as well. Um, he sold all his cards. Oh, no. He sold them all. And he and I know he sold, you know, I know he probably had a couple rookie Jordans that he sold. This would have been back in the I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, you know, when they were still they weren't worth anything, really. And he, he a friend of um, a friend of ours had his own card shop and he consigned them all to this guy. And they they, they sold them all at dirt cheap money. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, my dad was a collector when he was a kid and uh he says from about 57 to 63, he probably had close to complete set runs of every top set in that era. And I mean, you're talking 57 with the Brooks Robinson rookie card with the iconic mantle card. You've got 58, which was what? I think that, uh, I can't think of who would have been 58. 59, though, was Bob Gibson. I think 50, 
one of those two was uh, Stan Musial's first tops card was in there. As yeah, well. that was fifty eight. That was his fifty eight All Star. There you card. go. So yep, you had fifty eight with Musial. You had fifty nine with Bob Gibson. He had I can't even think of sixty would have been yep. Carl Yastrzemski was yep. in there. Uh, sixty one. Um, can't think off the top of my head there. But sixty two would have been what Gaylord Perry, Lou Brock, both in there. And I mean, he uh, sixty three would have been uh, Pete Rose. So whole runs of all those. And he said at some point when he was somewhere around like high school, college or so, he sold them off to a friend super cheap and everything. And I mean, fortunately, a few cards made it through that survived my grandmother's attic when she just, you know, found them and tossed them in a bag, put them in a box, shoved them in the attic. We found them later. But oh, man, the the, the stuff that I the stuff that I could have had now. Yep. Yeah, my my dad is was a little older, so he he um collected in the 40s, like the mm-hmm. late 40s. So he had all he had all the Bowman's. Yep. And uh, they were up in his mother's attic and someone, um, I think he had moved out of the house already. And this was so, this would have been back in the mid sixties, maybe. Mm-hmm. And they basically stole everything out of the attic. Oh, and, the, and they, you know, they just, they stole those cards that weren't, weren't worth anything back in the sixties, but yeah. they literally just clear, cleaned out the whole attic. Oh so, man. So he, he, I would have had all those Bowman cards from the four, from the forties into the early fifties. Yeah. Um, he never, he wasn't a tops guy. He told me he, my dad um, was a pay, had his own paper when he was like 10 or 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And he used to have, and, and he, he, he sold his paper route for, I don't know, five or $600 back in whatever, in 1953 or 54 or whatever. So how, you can imagine how many papers he was selling yeah. on his route. And he used to, he said he used to take all, a, a lot of his paper route money and buy baseball cards. So mm-hmm. he was, he was, he was one of us, if you know what I mean. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just like your, your dad. And, uh, he, I'm sure he had them all nice and organized, and it was like, ah, <laughs> it just kills me even thinking about it. But yep. so uh, we we got off onto a tangent there, there, and we kind of do that all the time, Drew, because we just we just love this hobby, love the cards. Oh, yeah. um, just one other point: um, Memory Lane Inc. Uh, MemoryLaneInc.com has their fall auction going on. We had um, PJ Cohen on. Uh, J.P. Cohen, I'm sorry, P.J. Cohen, J.P. Cohen, J.P. Cohen. J.P., yeah. I do that all the time. <laughs> J.P. Cohen on last week. Sorry, J.P. But go to Memory Lane, Inc. Their auction goes until October 9th. You can still have time to bid. You can check out what they have. They had all sorts of stuff. So I just want to, as a courtesy to J.P., uh, let people know, check out Memory Lane, Inc. Uh, you can check out uh, what they've got. But, again, you have until October 9th to bid. Um I uh, had, had the pleasure of interviewing uh, Troy Rudder the other uh, what was it two days ago. We did it Thursday night, so uh, we talked. We just kind of caught up with Troy, see what he's up to. Troy's got a, a new book out. It's called The Otter Collecting uh, Log Book. Um, it's only seven dollars and fifty cents on Amazon. Um, it's a it's kind of a, a neat uh, sister book to his his original. Uh, autograph T- uh, ttm autograph book so uh, i had a chance to talk to troy about his new book and what's been going on so please enjoy my interview with troy uh, rudder joining us on the ttm cast hotline from his home in iowa is uh, i'm going to say one of my mentors one of one of the guys that, that really helped me and uh pushed me along and, and gave me some uh, great advice when i started this podcast and was uh, one of my first guests uh welcome to the program mr troy rudder Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Very good. Uh, you are, uh, you know, you you were one of the people that motivated me really when I, you know, I when I first 
started thinking about doing uh, the podcast. There wasn't too many people doing podcasts with TCM, and you were out there with, with a lot of content. And I said, "This guy does a great job. I want to. I want to <laughs> be like him." So <laughs> I don't know if you know it or not, but I, you know, I was honored when you you wanted to come on the show when we first started, and you've been a, a big promoter. And I really want to uh, thank you for 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 being there and just uh, you know be, being a positive light for this hobby. I really appreciate that. That's very kind. You know, I unfortunately uh, at nationals, I I had actually gained a lot of weight this uh, spring, so I was not able to wear the TTM cast shirt in your absence at the nationals. <laughs> so I brought it, but I was like, no, nah, this this isn't working. <laughs> well, I know you're you've been hitting the 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 gym and and losing weight, and you're doing great. My wife, uh, <laughs> she's she's lost over 120 pounds in in the last year. Oh, so wow. she is just doing keto and just doing, doing, you know, go, so she was swimming for a while. And, uh, when I, when, when I got sick, she stopped for, for me, but she's still watch, watches everything she does and she's been doing great. So I know, I know how hard it is to lo- lose the weight and keep it off. So good luck with that. Yeah. Thanks. It's a, uh, it's a journey. <laughs> well, I can get you, if you need it, I have um, one, uh, double XL shirt left if you want it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if, if it, it's too big for you now. Cause you're looking, you're looking svelte. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. No, I, I think I could actually wear it now. So we'll, uh, we'll have to, I'll have to try it on here. <laughs> well, and it's exciting time for you. You moved to a new house, right? Um, it's, it's a duplex. So it's another, uh, still not owning yet again. Um, but there's a little bit more space. I have the, a basement this time. So I was able to, you know, get the lights and the camera and all that stuff out of my office and into its own area. (laughs) Give me a little bit more room. It must've been uh, something to uh, move your collection. Cause I know you, you have tons of cards and uh, pictures and stuff that you've collected over the years. And did you kind of weed down your, some of your collect your collection as when you were moving? No, you know, uh, things have every, everything's in its place. So it was really easy to move. Um, and then as soon as I moved, I went on kind of a junk buying spree again. So <laughs> now I have a lot more stuff down there and, uh, it's getting a little hard to find the time to sort because I'm one of those people that have to have to sort by name alphabetical so I can pull all the cards for, you know, X, Y, Z all at the same time, rather than go search by teams or by set. So that's going to take a little, little bit of time, but, and then a, a high school friend of mine brought his brothers and his collections over to me and just gave them to me. It's mostly junk and some 1991 Don Russ. If I, if I nice. need a refill, <laughs> I was like, Hey, I know that back of that card, but uh, it, it was pretty much all junk. So he just kind of gave it to me and it'll be nice to get some new, uh, new fuel into there, you know, once it gets sorted, but I kind of like to have things sorted by last name. So I need to get some more monster boxes and start spreading them out and, <laughs> you know, do it that way. Some guys, um, some guy or some TTMers will do it by set. So, you, you know, um, I think it might be sports. Maybe it was on sports collectors that lets you see all the, the players by set. Yeah, that's the one. That's what I do. I do my I do my cards by set. 
Um, I used to do it by team and uh, I, I'm in the process of kind of reorganizing all my stuff. My, yeah. my kids and my wife are like, you, you got to put your stuff in order and let, let us know <laughs> what you have and let us, let us know what's worth anything. And cause you know, then none of them have any interest in this stuff. So, uh, right. you know, we're getting to the point I'm in, I'm in my mid to late fifties and <laughs> like, well, what are we going to do with all this stuff right? in, in 25 or 30 years when, when you're not around and anymore yeah so, uh, i started buying some some junk sets just to have them because i've i've stolen so many out of the sets to to send over here so yeah. it's like let's just buy the entire set again and luckily the stuff that i usually do is still you know 10 bucks or 15 bucks for a, a factory set so it's not not too bad how you been doing with your donra set your 91 donra set have been still working on that yeah, still working on that. Uh, I bought one more off of eBay. Um, actually, it, it's kind of funny because uh, I've been watching uh, Jay, Jay Wilson TTMs uh, on Instagram. He's also doing the 91 Don Reset. And I'm like, man, you better not buy anything I'm looking at on eBay. Or <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think I'm finally under 90. I think I just hit 89 that left. So How many of those guys are still with us? Oh three fourths maybe okay it's just, uh it's a lot of it's a lot of big stars you know right now like the ken griffey's is there's like three of them three or four or was it ricky henderson um one of those i i have and one i don't i can't remember but like george brett who's there there's one on ebay right now that's slabbed that i might just get because he's kind of hard and you know, just uh, a lot of the people that charge big bucks at private signings. Right I know. Do you, do you, um, do you get a lot of graded cards? Do you, do you like the rock raw cards? I'm more of a rock card card guy. Um, pretty much the only graded ones I have are the 91 Don Russes that I buy. Um, just because it, or authenticated, I shouldn't say sometimes they're graded as well, but, um, I, I tend to do that for the high ticket or what I consider the high ticket. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ninety-one Don Russes. You know, if you were at nationals, you'd see the kids in the in the hallways. Uh, uh, you know, trading ten, twenty thousand dollar cards, and that's that's crazy. I'm talking about just a hundred to two hundred dollar uh, slabs. So yeah, I may actually made it to on Sunday. I finally got out of the right. hospital on Saturday, and my wife pushed me around in a wheelchair on yeah. Sunday for a couple hours, and it was like I was telling somebody it was like speed dating. I just was right. like, bing, 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 talking, you know, talking to people for two minutes and then going to the next thing. <laughs> I think I bought, I think I bought like four or five cards. That's it. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I was pretty loopy at, at that point. So <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time finding anything for me, actually. It was, uh, you know, there's so much there. And then you go around, I walked around so many times and then, uh, you know, I knew where stuff was that I wasn't interested in, you know, cause I'm not a vintage guy. So that cut out about half of the <laughs> yeah. half of the haul. Um, I spent a lot. I, I always spend a lot of time in the cheap, the cheap seats and the stuff. When you walk in, the stuff all the way against the right, against the wall. Um, they always have some interesting stuff. Um, got a few singles, but really, um, maybe one Don Russ or two Don Russ uh, rookie sets. Um, I'm not really doing the rookies, but. Maybe. 
at some point. Yeah, I know you're a completionist, so you're you're out there trying to try, try to finish it up. Do you um do you envision being able to finish off the Donruss? I, I mean, I'm I'm so I'm still working on the '78 top set, and I'm working on the '91 game day football set, and I've got to the point where I've got I don't know four or five hundred of the game day, and probably four or five hundred. I have four something on the game day, and I think I have like four something on the. 78 and up to the point where it's like I've hit a wall in terms of getting the guys you know what I mean you know what I mean it's like now I've got all the hard guys or the guys that have passed away exactly yeah that's pretty much where I'm at except most of them are just uh, stars really do you envision selling it off when you're done or what's your goal no, I won't sell it off. You know, it's kind of funny because <laughs> I don't know if it's me or or uh, the other guy doing 91 Don Russ, but there's people on eBay selling like 1991 Don Russ autograph starter set, 100 cards for $300 or something. I'm just like, surely that's not that popular of a thing to... <laughs> No, I know. <laughs> Trying to get, I was like, how much can you buy the set for? The set, you can buy the set for like 10 or $15, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But so, I'm just like, geez, okay, whatever. Now you, you know, I know with your move, you haven't been doing much uh, TTMing, right? No, and I actually bought a a bulk. <laughs> I bought something to do as a gimmick, um, and I haven't really had a chance to try it yet. I actually bought. Uh, I'm going to spoil it here because I haven't been sending them out. But um, I bought a bulk 500 count. Uh, bright blue number 10 envelopes for the send. Okay. Just hoping that maybe not having a white, you know, business envelope might cause them to be open more or paid attention to. So, and I haven't had a chance to try it really. So that's you know what I've started doing recently. And I don't know if you can see this, but that's my TTM cast magnet. Mm-hmm. And I've been sending, I started sending out the magnet with my business card and asking people if they want to be on the show as well as getting okay. asking for autographs. Uh, and I just started this about, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. And I've already gotten two guests and two interests from former player, former players. Okay. And uh, my return rate has been awesome. Huh. So I don't know. I don't know if it, it, I, I've actually had like three or four guys sign my business card and send my business card back. <laughs> and, you know, and I had two guys sign the magnet and send me the magnet back. Uh, well, that's interesting because, you know, I always wondered if I actually put in uh, something about, you know, my book or, or something, if they would be more or less inclined knowing that I'm just sending out, you know, rather than a quote, true fan, you know. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I always, I, I'm not a seller. I don't think I've, yeah. I've sold more than two, two cards in my lifetime. Uh, I, I prefer to, if I have doubles, to, to give them away or, or trade with people. So, <laughs> I, you yeah. know, I, I'm, I'm not, me, I'm not profiting off it. And I always say that, that in my letter that it's from my personal collection. And, yep. um, I, I, I had a couple guys like Rocky Blyer when I first started. Uh, I, I had contacted him and asked him if he wanted to be on the show. And he, you know, he's a great TTMer. And he, he was like, no, I don't want to let people know that I'm, I'm signing cards. So I kind of backed <laughs> off. I kind of backed off on that. And I haven't been doing it. And then I just said, oh, let me see. Cause I, I was kind of like you. I, I probably went, um, you know, a good two months without really sending out any TTM requests. Cause I just, mm-hmm. you know, I got, I got sick and then I, uh, you know, busy with, with life and I, I just hadn't had a chance. And last like three or four weeks I've been sending out trying to get, I, I try to send out 10 or 15 a week now. 
I have I have a bunch of uh, PBA bowling cards I need to show everybody here pretty soon too. So that's cool. We are still doing your <laughs> videos, right? I, I, um, I did I did a few, and uh, yeah, I did a few, and I did the hit the deck contest winner. Um, but I have a whole stack of info info cards written out with the cards that I just need to sit down in my quote free time and just batch record a whole bunch of things. Well, I know you have a new, you have a new website. It's troyrider.com and uh, you're, you're um, doing voiceover work, right. And doing in uh, reading books and <laughs> that kind of yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. Why don't you let people know what some, you know, some of the stuff you've been up to. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had that website for a while. I, I kind of just recently redid it and added all the links to everything on there. Um, but yeah, I've been doing audiobooks for a while and uh, the last one I think was one of mine that I did. They're, they're really time intensive. So, <laughs> and uh, I'm actually, when I moved, I moved onto one of the busiest corners in town. And so I set up uh, my blankets and my good microphone uh, actually in the closet. And so I'm going to try to do a few, <laughs> a few more books in there, but so I'm doing that. I've done um, touched my feet in the water a little bit with um, some other types of publishing things. Uh, I made a camping site log book. It's called where you can keep track of all the campsites you go to and what you saw and who you were with and what you ate and stuff like that. And then I did a audition logbook for people in theater and TV. And I also did the companion to autograph collecting secrets. The, See, you, uh, read, you, you got right into it. I, I, I served it up for you and you hit it out of the pockets. That's right where I was going. The autograph or TTM logbook and journal or something like that. But uh, it's, it's, kind of simple. And most people these days would be like, Oh, I could use an Excel sheet or I could use uh, sports collectors or I could use star tiger, but there are still people out there that write things down and on paper <laughs> rather than do it electronically. So I was like, Hey, let's, let's see. Um, let's see how it goes. And uh, I've only sold like three or four and have one review on Amazon, but it was, it was fun to do. And I actually thought about doing it right when the book came out. But again, I was like, I don't know if this is actually useful or not, but uh, if it is great, if it isn't, it's not hurting anything. They print on demand. So I'm not wasting a bunch of trees or anything. So it's out there on Amazon. You can search for my name or it's uh, it'll be on the website. So, yeah. And I'm, I'll put the link on my website. Um, the book is of course, Troy's original book is, is the autograph collecting secrets. And he wrote that a few years ago, go now but it's still very pertinent how did that go how do you know how many copies you sold of that because uh it's been around for a little while now yeah i think it was 2016 i think i i did that and it's it's still selling a few here and there um the big the big push for it was like 2016 to 2019 yeah it's kind of slowed down a little bit but um every once in a while i get a notification that it's bought and i get a positive amazon review there's there's a couple negative ones on there, but you got to expect that. Uh, <laughs> I got I got in a little trouble back in the day with Star Tiger, uh, and when I was writing the article for Mike the Fanboy, um, they they got a little upset. People in the forums that uh, I was posting successes, I was using Star Tiger as the successes, 
and then posting the addresses on Mike the Fanboy. And so I think one of the people from that forum came over and did did a negative review, but most of them have been pretty positive, I think. And uh, it's always fun to see the ones where, oh, I got this for my grandson or I got this for my son and, you know, just, <laughs> or daughter or whatever, just to do something together. So Yeah, I mean, I mean it's really fun. a great book, even for, you know, for beginners or, or, or someone that's been doing it for a while. Um, it is available on Amazon as well. And uh, Troy mentioned he has a, a, a companion book what, uh, that he just put out. It's called uh, Autograph Collecting the Log Book. It uh, looks just like the the Secrets <laughs> Collecting Secrets book. It's got a nice black cover. It's uh, I don't know what it's a it's a bigger book. And what you can do, you go in and you can put in, write in all your uh, the date it was sent, date it was received, who you sent it to, the address, how many you, you sent, and if you got an RTS. So uh, it's it's a nice little handy book, and it lets you keep track of what what your TTMs uh, are. So I, I think it's really cool. I you know, and it's very cheap. It was like seven seven fifty or something yeah. on Amazon. Yep, yep. So it, it's a nice uh, you know companion or a nice add on for somebody that that's doing TTM. Uh, it's a great present. You know, it's a great birthday present or a great Christmas. <laughs> gift or Hanukkah gift. We have the holidays coming up, uh, you know, who doesn't love to get something TTM and, uh, you know, related for, for a holiday. So if, if you have a, a friend, it's great for a secret Santa gift. If you, if you're in with a bunch of TTM, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a really fun thing. One of the things I love Troy about your videos is that you always put the addresses, you have your successes and you put the addresses and um, you know, the quality of the video. I love the intro that you got, you did uh, <laughs> That that's fabulous. Um, it, it's just the the thing that since the day that, that I learned about you, Troy, everything you do is is first rate. It's all top notch. So, um, I you know I, you 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 obviously take the time and you have a lot. You care what you're putting out for a final for a final copy or final content. So, um, I, you know, you, if you're looking at something looking at something that Troy puts out and all most of his stuff is free, um, it's all outstanding it's it, it, it's it's better than the best just be careful if you go back to 2012 so <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i don't want to go back to my i refuse to go back to my first year of uh doing podcasts but because i honestly i was nervous as all heck doing podcasts by myself talking by myself and you know i brought on uh co-hosts which is a, mm -hmm. a lot better than than just talking to myself um <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, I, I know it's obviously I still love it. And it's, uh, we just, we just passed our, um, 20,000 download overall. Okay. So we're, we're nice. doing, uh, you know, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing well. We got some, we have sponsors and the, the podcast is doing fantastic. Um, I wish you the best of luck with the book. Why don't you let people know where they can find you on, um, YouTube and on, uh, social media and, and, uh, you know, let them, uh, know they can, how, where they can find your book. Yeah. So my personal website is troyrutter.com uh, with two T's, R-U-T-T-E-R. -T -T -E and that has links to all my other, <laughs> all my other stuff. Uh, but pretty much all my autograph stuff is just TTM autograph. And so the website is ttmautograph.com. It's TTM autograph on YouTube, TTM autograph on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's where everything is. And it's kind of funny on Instagram now because I want to say about two years ago, um, the, the big hashtag was TTM success um, that people use and that's what people follow. And then I started just putting in TTM autograph as like my own 
handle as the hashtag and how that has like, I don't know, it was either 20 or 40,000 <laughs> mentions. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I turned into a hashtag. That's, that's I, I, you can blame me for that one. Cause I do, I, I, I post that all the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty cool. I, I think I can't remember when it was that I started that I switched to TTM autograph instead of uh, using my name, but that was one of the, probably one of the most, the best things uh, I ever did uh, as far as the hobby is concerned is switching that over. But yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere on Amazon. It's just my name uh, and you can find that there, but I appreciate you having me on for, uh, is this a record is three times a record? Yeah, I think you are. I think oh, you, okay. Rich Mueller, you and Rich Mueller from uh, uh, Sports Collectors Daily have been okay. on three times. So, <laughs> no, you know, you're to... always welcome. I, I I love talking to you. But uh, just one more question, then I'll let you go. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate we're doing this on uh, uh, Thursday night, so it's a little, it's a little late in the night, night, and we want to go watch the football game. Uh, <laughs> but do you have any goals? Uh, uh, you know, white whales that you're going after on a TTM, people that you you'd like to get their autographs uh, uh you know in the coming year is there something that you're just like oh i really need i haven't i really want this guy's autograph but you know before before he's no longer with us or before somebody that that kind of fills right. a hole for you i know you gotta you're big into celebrities as well is this is there anyone mm. that you or a couple guys that you're you're looking at well so i try not to jump on trends as much as i can and so I had always, and this isn't my white whale, but I had always not sent to Ed Asner just because everybody else was. Yep. And so I think it was just two or three months ago, I, I actually got a photo and sent and and got it back like right oh, before nice. he passed. And I was just like, wow, you know, that's kind of crazy. But I think I think I might have mentioned my, my one white whale is still probably George Clooney. Um, I actually met him once and he was really nice and I was too professional to ask for an autograph at the time. Cause we were on the Warner brothers lot and he was doing this, uh, live black and white movie called fail safe. And, uh, it was all live and everything. And, uh, he took time to come and say hi and shake our hands and everything. And ever since then, I've been trying to get this picture of, I, I, I order about 10 at a time of from failsafe and send to them. And I still haven't gotten a success on that one. Ah. So I try, I try maybe once every two years just to, just to see, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but that's just kind of a personal one for me that I'm, that would be fun to fun to get in. How about in the world of sports, anyone in the world of sports? Just anybody from my missing ninety-one Don Russes, you know. <laughs> well, do you have a Do you have a list? Do you have a list posted anywhere the, of your your needs for that stuff? Yeah, it's actually on the website on on ttmautograph.com. I actually have scans of every single card in order, um, and I think it goes by it actually goes by pages in the album. Like there's nine to a row. And so you could just go there and you can see what I'm missing and everything. Um, one is the I think I only need one uh, Diamond King. I think it's Edgar Martinez from that those yeah. twenty those twenty first Diamond Kings, and then I would have all of those. I think so. That would be fun just to have all the even just all twenty of those. So I'm always on the lookout. Have my eBay alert set up, and <laughs> well, guys, go go to. Um, 
It's ttmautograph.com. If you have any 1991 Donruss signed cards, I'm sure Troy's got most of them, but he does need about 90. So what's it, 40 or 90? Uh, 90, 90. Yeah, about he, needs about, he, yeah. he needs about 90 so um check his list he's always he's i'm sure he's got something you need in terms of pictures or cards he, he's been <laughs> doing this for a while I, I, his moving just moving his his collection must have been something so check that out also check out his books it's autograph collecting secrets is the the main book and that's a great book um it's been out for a while but it, it's a, a fabulous book um check that out on amazon then Amazon also the companion book, which is the TTM uh, log book that's just out uh, recently. What a couple of weeks now, right? Uh, maybe a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Couple of weeks. I I gave it my TTM cast stamp of approval when I when I saw it. So all right. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate so, that. That's cool. So so check that check that out. It's available. It's only seven dollars and fifty cents on Amazon. And it, it, it's a, again, it's a, it's a, a useful tool. It's some, you know, there's no reading involved here, guys. It's a logbook, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you, can, you can check it out. Get get both of them. You get both of the books for like twenty twenty seven fifty or something, which is yeah. which again is is less than the the cost of a blaster box now. So <laughs> <laughs> you try to get a blaster box uh, for under twenty dollars, and you're and you're lucky of any of these new cards. So yeah. check it out, Troy Rudder. He is. Uh, been doing TTMs for a long time. He is a uh, expert at TTMs. He is a, a good friend of the show. It's our, his third time. Troy, I wish you luck and uh, thank you for being on the show again. It was nice to catch up. You too, Jeff. Thanks a lot. All right, have a great night. Well, hopefully you enjoyed my interview, my talk with Troy Redder, catching up with him. He's a, a friend of the show. It was actually the third time he was on the show. Uh, he, he, him and Rich Miller from uh, Sports Collectors uh, Daily are lead, lead. They're tied with being on the show three times. Not true. You don't count anymore. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Not to say that you 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 only get your two appearances, and that's it. You're a, <laughs> you're. A that's fair officer. enough. I'll take that. <laughs> there you go. But I hope you enjoyed our our, our our interview with with Troy. Next up, we're going to talk about our NFL picks because we are so good at picking games. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, um, Drew went two and three. I went three and two. I think that basically brings us even because uh, I think I I would one win and you had two wins the first week, Drew. Yep. Um, I think we actually I nailed all the winners, but the spreads kind of do me in on Cleveland and the Rams. You lost mm -hmm. the Rams. The you took the Chargers over the Cowboys, and you took Detroit uh, getting the eleven points. So that was that was our discrepancies. And uh, why don't we talk about this week's games? With there are uh, five games on our uh, card. It's the TTM Cast football card that we are going to tell everyone bet against us because you'll probably do better than <laughs> than what we pick. But well, we're going to do uh, Drew's favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. They are playing the uh, Chicago Bears. They're in Cleveland, and the Cleveland Browns are getting seven and a half points, Drew, against a uh, uh, maybe because of Fields is coming. You know, it's going to be his first game. Yep, uh, first start game. Maybe that's why the. The spread is a little higher than I thought. But, Drew, I'm going to let you pick this one because you are the, the Browns expert. I'll go ahead and take the Browns on this one. Um, I mean, they weren't able to cover last week against the Texans. But, I mean, when you get into a double-digit uh, spread like that, that can be real tough. So that's the reason I took, uh, took Texans last week. I've got the Browns this week. Just like you said, I mean, it's Justin Fields' first NFL start. 
and he's going to be going up against an absolutely elite defense there. So, I mean, he's got his work cut out for him there, but it's not going to be easy. That's for sure. So let's go with the Browns. Yeah. Seven and a half points is a lot. Cleveland is, is one of those schizo teams, right? Sometimes they come out, they they put up 35 points. No problem. And other times that it's hard for them to put up 10 points. So I want to take the bears. I really do, but I'm going to go with Cleveland as well. Um, I just, it's hard for a rookie quarterbacks. And uh, I think, the Browns defense is really good. So uh, next game is my Patriots. My Patriots, the New Orleans Saints are at New England. Uh, the Patriots are only uh, giving two and a half points, which is a little strange because usually home field advantage is worth three points. Mm-hmm. Um, so these lines are a little strange to me this week. The The Patriots have not really been able to put up points. They've been kicking a lot of field goals and having – Tough time getting it in the end zone. New Orleans, uh, I don't know. Well, you know, uh, J- Justin, uh, what, no, uh, what's the name? The quarterback. Wilson? No, what's not? not no, no. Not Patriots, uh, uh, isn't that horrible? The New Orleans quarterback. Right. Um, Will, uh, Winston. James Winston, Winston. Thank you. Yep. When he throws interceptions. So the Patriots are probably going to pick off a couple of his pa- passes. But uh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to take the Saints on this one. Yeah. I really, I really am. How about, how about you? I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to pick the uh, Patriots on this one. I think it's, I mean, close enough. It turns into a bit of a push there, like you said, with the home fields coming into play. And yeah, I mean, like you said, um, New Orleans is definitely uh, can, I mean, Winston has his interception problems there, but you've got two teams that are kind of struggling to reestablish their identities after losing a couple of, you know, longtime future hall of fame, big name quarterbacks in it with, of course, you know, Brady leaving over a year ago and now Drew Brees retiring. It's kind of an interesting matchup in that regard, but I'm going to have to go with new England. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the game and I'm going to obviously root for the Patriots, but I think the Patriots secondary is not that good. And I think that might be the problem. Yeah. Uh, our next game is uh, my my buddy Tom Brady, who I love, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, are at the L.A. Rams, and the Rams are getting a point and a half at home. The Bucs are obviously Super Bowl champions. They are 2-0. and I believe the Rams are 2-0 and as well, right? I think so. That sounds like sounds yeah. right. So um, I'll – uh, I'll let you take this one first. The Bucks at the Rams. The Rams are getting a point and a half. I'm going to have to go with. Oh man, this this uh, this one feels even tougher than New England and uh, New Orleans to me. But I'm going to take the Bucks in this one. But oh man, this is this is this is a definite coin flip for me. I agree. I don't know if the Bucks are uh, pretenders or contenders still, and mm-hmm. I don't. I think they're going to hit some. Uh, games where they're not there mentally and yeah. they didn't, they didn't play that great in the opening game. I think they're looking ahead cause they have the Patriots next week. So I think there, there might be some looking ahead to the Patriots and uh, traveling out West can be difficult for teams and you, you don't know how they're going to do. So I'm going to take the, the points in the Rams. All right. Um, I, the, again, the Bucks have to lose a couple games. They're not. They're mm-hmm. not running. They're not running the table. And I think this one might be the speed bump for them. And uh, that travel that, that you mentioned game. there, I was going to say that travel that you mentioned there out to the West Coast. That is a that is a surprisingly big factor. So I think you may actually be you may be onto something there with that. I hope so because I haven't been onto something at all this year. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Eagles are playing the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. 
It is in Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys are getting are giving three and a half points, which is, I think, where the line should be. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, um, I don't know what team they are. Some they're, They haven't – a team looking for an identity is certainly the Eagles. The Eagles could be uh, one of the worst teams in the NFL, or they could be, uh, you know, uh, a playoff team, you know, mm-hmm. wild-card playoff team. I'm not sure. Dallas has looked good, right? Yeah. They've looked good in both their games. They almost beat um, the Bucs on that Thursday night game, and they, they, they beat the Chargers last week. Um, Dak is back. Uh, I think Ezekiel um, Elliott was good. Um, so I'll, I'll take this one, Drew, because uh, you, you're in Dallas. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Cowboys uh, against the Eagles. Um, the, I think, the, I think the Cowboys are going to score a lot of points in this game. How about you? I think you're, I think you're right on that. That's yeah. It's going to be a high scoring game. I think really on both ends too, but I'm going to have to go with Dallas as well. And that they will cover that uh, three and a half point gap there too. It's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm even though I live right here, a mile away from the stadium, I'm not a Cowboys fan in the slightest. But yeah, I have to go with Dallas on this one. Okay, cool. All right, our last game. I put this one on because it's it's probably the worst game on the on the schedule <laughs> this week. But it's going to be close. I think we have the Atlanta Falcons, who are pitiful. Yeah. Right, they they are not good. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan at the New York Giants, who um. Again, not that good. And the Giants are, are giving three points, which is basically home field, right? So I think it's a, a pick em game. Um, why don't you take this one first? I'm going to take the Giants. I think they have more bright spots than the Falcons do. I mean, you know, Matt Ryan's good and all, but I think the Giants just, I mean, you've got two, four, two recent top five picks on the offensive side of the ball there. They're, they're going to have to break out at some point, I would think. And maybe this is going to be finally be kind of an opportunity for that to start to start building for them. I hope so. Let's go with the Giants. Yeah. I mean, I think the Giants offensively are their offensive line is pretty yeah. good. They have uh, Saquon, who's obviously good. Their wide receivers and tight ends are very good. Their, their quarterback is. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what I don't Atlanta. The, I, I watched a little of the Atlanta game this last last week and they're they're another team that that. I don't think they know how to win a game. I don't think they know how to win yet. They're young, and uh, Matt Ryan is is gone. Uh, you know, he his effectiveness is gone. I think when they lost the Super Bowl, that really a couple of years ago to the Patriots, and we can mm. anytime we can mention that, that's a good thing. <laughs> Say what you will there, but <laughs> I think it's so. I'm going to go with the Giants as well. Gi- Giants uh, for the win, and we'll we'll give the three points. So what do we got? We got one, two, uh, three games that were the same and two different, which is nice. Yep. Um, guys, don't don't bet with us. Bet against us if you can. <laughs> so if you want to make money in parlay, go with the Bears, the Eagles, and the Falcons. Getting the points, and you'll you'll win money. That's a three-team parlay because those are the three teams that we loved (laughs) (laughs) against against the three teams that we loved. So um, that wraps up our our, uh, pick-making picks. We're going to do this until you guys tell us to stop. I like it. It's fun. It gives us a reason to, to root up for some of these games. And, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. We are a sports podcast as well as a collectibles podcast. So uh, we're going to do this until, until it stops being fun. And, so, and it's still fun for me. I, I hopefully, Drew, you, you're having fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was that, like doing these things. I was involved in a uh, 
Pickham group a few years ago with the Cleveland Browns forum that I used to be on. And inexplicably, I actually won the entire thing back in like 2016 or so and would have won it again in 2018 if I hadn't missed week one. So once <laughs> well, in a while, cool. I, I once in a while, blind squirrel finds a nut over here. I told you I'm the I, I freely admit I'm the worst at picking games, but I do like to do it. So <laughs> we'll keep everyone posted. Uh, that wraps up Baker's dozen for the week. Uh, next up is making the grade. Making the Grade is brought to you by Diamond Service Grading. Fast, accurate, transparent. Diamond Service Grading takes the mystery out of grading. They proudly have the best encapsulation in the industry with an amazing inner sleeve that not only protects your collectible investment, but looks great as well. Easy to submit, quick turnaround. DSG Grading is ready to grade your cards today. Visit DSGGrading.com to learn more. Making the grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. And the grading community has some uh, a little news this week. Uh, our friends at Beckett, um, there was an article on Sports Collectors Daily uh, that I, I'd like to mention. Um, you know, Beckett is now 16 months behind in their grading, which is unbelievable. They um, they closed down taking anything in for I think for uh, either a month or two before the national and they kind of they kind of caught up a little but um, they are so they're they're still so behind they're they're only taking in premium um, orders which is 125 to 250 dollars per card they said that their graders are working 50 hours plus per week they're working on the weekends um you know they're concerned that these guys are are you know they're going to burn burn themselves out and and be uh, liable not legally liable but uh open to um errors because they're 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 working tired you know and that that that's a problem so they don't want to overwork these guys but uh beckett did say that they're um They'll be opening one more service um, sometime in October. Uh, right now, they're only doing premium. And then in January, they hope hope to open some more services. But um, they don't think that they're going to get caught up for a couple of years, yeah. which is, you know, this, they have, it's so uh, crazy. And no one anticipated this. And how do you anticipate um, this the ramp up that we've had over COVID and the, the, the bump in, in, the, in the hobby and the, the need for cards to be graded and you know all these other companies new companies that have sprung up over the last you know year and a half two years uh but they're not still not filling the void uh from psa and beckett so uh and and, and uh sgc as well so it's just uh, an, another interesting thing and then our friends at, at csg they um launched a, a registry a card registry sports card cards with it um collectors can can uh, register all all their cards and uh, register the sets and see how they're doing. And it's kind of like it's kind of like PSA's registry, but at least um, CSG does have a now a now registry. So our friends at CSG are adding more services and adding more um, things to their website, making it easier and more fun to grade. So congratulations to CSG um, with their registry. If you're in the Philadelphia area, the CSG is at um, the Philly show this weekend. I know we're, we're, we're going to be coming out on Sunday and the show runs through Sunday. So if you are in the Philadelphia area, CSG will be at the, the show. If you're going, going to the show and uh, they will be accepting uh submissions at the show and you can talk with their their grading experts and uh they're, they're kind of they're, they're they're kind of cool people and it's a, and a great company so check out um 
CSG's booth at the Philly show and also go online and check out CSG's um, registry. Um, not much. I didn't see anything much from PSA this week. Did you, Drew? No, I haven't really seen any news out of them at all. Yeah, they've been they've been kind of quiet. And then um, our friends at, at DSG, DSG Grading, Diamond Services Grading, they're uh, they they're um they're offering a TTM exclusive, exclusive to TTM listeners, TTM Cast listeners, uh, as a five dollar coupon. You get five dollars off every card you get, submit to get graded, and there's no limit to that. The co- coupon code is four H M U G T Z G. It's available on our website if you don't have to write it down now. But again, it's coupon. The coupon code is four H M U G T Z G. Use that when you submit on uh, DSG Grading Diamond Service Grading DSGgrading.com and uh, check out DSG Grading. They're a great company and they are they are uh, still meeting their 30 day deadline. So if you need something graded quickly, check out DSG Grading. They're um, they're again they're they're out in California and they're doing a bang up job, keeping up with demand and they've been ramping up their company as their um, submissions grow. So check them out. DSGgrading.com. That wraps up making the grade. Next up is dun, 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 TTM Cast Contest. This week we we got a giveaway, guys. Uh, you know I've been laid up for a while, and it's been hard for me, me and my wife, to get to the post office to mail stuff. So I've been kind of holding off, holding back on, on doing uh, contests. But I have one more Antoine Walker autograph photo to give away. Uh, we met Antoine Walker a while ago back at. Um, Salisbury Sports Club in Salisbury Beach in Massachusetts. He was there for a promotional thing. We talked to him and he he, he gave me a bunch, he signed a bunch of photos for me to give away to you guys. Um, so I have an Antoine Walker autograph photo. It is an eight by 10. It was signed in my presence. So I know it is valid and, and authentic. There's no, no, uh, authenticity to uh, certificate of authenticity to it, but I will vouch for it 100% because I saw it signed personally. So I've got a eight by 10 Antoine Walker photo. Um, just send me uh, your entries, send it to our email address, which is, what is it, Drew? TTMcast at yahoo.com. Or you can text us to 978-729-0662, TTMcast at yahoo.com. Enter to win at autographed Antoine Walker photo. It's a, it's a, it's a nice little photo from Antoine Walker. He was the all-star with the Celtics back in the nineties, nineties, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, late nineties, he came in. Yeah. He played with, with Kentucky and he was a a very good player uh, during his day. And uh, he was very cordial and signed a bunch of photos for us. And this is my last Antoine Walker photo to, to raffle off to you guys. So um, it's I'm very happy. I love giving stuff away. I love, we appreciate our listeners. We appreciate you guys that have been here from the beginning, the guys that, that listened to new, uh, multiple episodes and the guy, the new guys that just came aboard and the new people that just came aboard. So we thank you and we love to give stuff away. So, uh, again, send us an email at ttmcast at yahoo.com or text us at 978-729-0662 if you want to win an Antoine Walker photo, signed photo. Next up is our TTMcast stamp of approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTMcast stamp of approval. Well, the TTMcast stamp of approval is um, 
something that we put our stamp on that we love, something that we love. It can be in collecting, it can be food, it can be a movie, it can be a TV show, it can be uh, something that we like to do that, you know, we just want to uh, give guys a heads up. So, um, Drew, I'm going to let you take it away for the, for the first part, first one, and then, then I'll do mine. All right. So, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I went out to a show last night, still kind of recovering from that. I think got home at about one o'clock and in bed by two. And then I'm up at uh, on the air at uh, nine local time here for this. But, um, yeah, went out to see Local H last night. Any uh, fans of theirs out there uh, or I mean, anybody familiar with 90s rock out there probably heard uh, the song uh, Bound for the Floor or Bound, yeah, Bound for the Floor, which uh made its way through a lot of alternative and hard rock radio in the kind of mid to late nineties era. They're the post grunge era. A lot of great songs by them though, but uh, they're fun because they're just a two piece band. It's just uh, Scott Lucas is the uh, lead singer and a uh, guitarist. Uh, their drummer right now, they're on their third drummer now in their existence, but um, just the two of them. And it's still one of the loudest shows I think I've ever been to. I mean, I'm pretty sure my teeth got rattled a little bit by that <laughs> bass drum there as it was uh they're pounding away, but really great show. Um, bought a shirt afterward right back there behind me there. But um, what's really cool about a lot of bands that are in kind of that, you know, the bands that got into, you know, a couple hits here and there, you know, well-known in a couple decades ago is that they're really very accessible as well. So like when I saw Stabbing Westward a couple of years ago, before and after their set, their lead singer is the guy running the merch table as well. And same thing was here tonight. Um, I was going by the merch table a couple times before uh, either band got started. There's another band on before them as well, but there's nobody sitting there. I'm like, I'd really like to buy a t-shirt here, guys. And then, well, I found out why, because afterward, Scott Lucas is the one running the merch table there as well. <laughs> so it's like, okay, that makes sense. You know, you got to go and relax and uh, have a bite, have a drink, whatever, before this show. And then, yeah, go down and do that afterward. But really cool and everything. Bought the shirt right from him, got a picture with him and all that. So, uh, two thumbs up there for a local age for, uh, I mean, just keeping themselves accessible like that and still, you know, known throughout the years and everything. So, uh, yeah, really glad to see that. So there's my stamp approval for this week. Very cool. Thank you, Drew. I just wanted to give you a quick uh, story. My wife and I went to see Weezer at, um, yes. one of my favorites. They were so good. So we went, um, this was maybe two years ago, right before COVID. Yeah. And they were awesome. And we were sitting in the second or third row Mm -hmm. but we were kind of st we were kind of right state stage yeah. and literally the speakers were right next to us oh man <laughs> when, when you say teeth chattering that when I, that's the first thing i think about yeah it was they were so good but it was so loud you know what i mean yeah. at, at the end i was like ah, i can't hear for, i couldn't hear for a week yeah. but yeah this I, is I, a small club here in dallas that i was at and i mean even there there was i mean had the whole pit in front of me and like four people at four rows of people before even getting to that. And even there, I'm like feeling every kick of the bass drum and guitar <laughs> rattling my teeth around. It's like, all right, this, uh, this, but that's this why is you're there, ones. right? Isn't that, right. You know, anyone can listen to it on a, a CD or, or a, on a, you know, download a W, yeah. uh, but you want to be, you know, you want to feel the music. And I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm a little past going to concerts now, but I, we, we, you know, every once in a while we see a band that we, we, there's a band that we want to see. And we, yep. we kind of, we kind of go, we haven't, we, we haven't been doing the club scene for, 
for a few years now, but mm-hmm. the very cool. Th- thank you. That was, that's a, that was a good sample for, I've got, uh, because I, I'm kind of homeward bound and stuck on the couch most of the day. Uh, I watch a lot. I've been watching a lot of TV. <laughs> so my, my sample approval is kind of two, two things. At first, um, there's, there's a Muhammad Ali documentary that Ken Burns did. And I believe his daughter, uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter was involved because uh, I saw her promoting it somewhere. Uh, it's on PBS and it's kind of in the, the ilk of the, you know, the baseball, Ken Burns baseball. Um, but it, it's really good. Um, especially the stuff, uh, you know, the early Ali stuff and the stuff with, uh, Frazier, Frazier and Ali and Foreman and Ali and just a, a lot of a lot of inside stuff. They had a lot of uh, archival vid- uh, video that they used. And I think they had a bunch of home movies that they got from you know, Ali's daughter. And it was, it's just a fabulous piece. Ken Burns does uh, great work on all the stuff that he does. And I, I really highly recommend the Muhammad Ali. Um, I think it's a four part documentary on PBS. And then the other program that, that I started watching it's and binge watching with my family, my my son and my wife, uh, it's a show called uh, Only Murders in the Building. And I hit home uh, because it's about these three people, and uh, they're all stars. Obviously, it's Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez are the three people that are in this this uh, show. And it's um, I think it's a 10-parter, um, and they have a podcast. And they have a podcast about uh, that only covers only murders in their building. And this kid gets murdered. It was a friend with Selena Gomez. And they're trying to figure out um, who the murderer was. And they're kind of uh, a little Scooby-Doo-esque in terms of <laughs> we got to solve we got to solve the murder. And um, it, it, it's a cute, cute show. It's on Hulu. It is. Um, you can binge watch it. Uh, I think they release a new episode every Wednesday or Thursday, and I think they've they're up to I think we've seen six of the episodes so far. So um, it, again, it's it, it's a, a cute show. Uh, the interaction between the three of them, uh, Steve Martin's very very funny in it. Martin Short is kind of a, a goofy character, and Selena Gomez, is, uh, you know, she she's a cute girl, and it's just it, it's a it's a good it's a fun story and. Um, I have we don't it's still going they have I haven't seen the end of it yet but there's I think you can you can go on Hulu and binge watch watch because that's what we did we watched binge watch the first four episodes and then we've been watching it as as they come out so I'm gonna recommend uh, only murders in the building it's on Hulu um, check it out it, it, it's it's worth your time I believe it's an hour show um, but it goes by pretty quick so. Enjoy, enjoy. Only murders in the building. That that is my TTM cast stamp of approval for the week. Next up is our Vern Rat Minute. Vern Rapp Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rapp, who passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request. Did you ever, did that ever happen to you that you sent out a T- TTM request to somebody who passed? I haven't, but I've had a few that have died right after I mailed to them. So I had, uh, like, Hal Haydell was one of them from the 72 Top Set, mailed to him, and he died, like, a week later. I had um, a couple of them where they literally signed on the day they died, dropped it in the mail, and then 
died later, I guess, and you come back a couple of days after that. But so far, I've been lucky to avoid any of that. Yeah, the, I had um, Wade Wilson, who was quarterback with the, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I had sent out one to him, and he passed kind of in the interim. He it was alive when I sent it out, but mm-hmm. he passed prior. He, did, he didn't get to sign it, but um, you know, his, his family sent a – uh, a note, and then Vern Rap was was early in my my TTM days, and uh, I was really embarrassed by that. So um, here's a rundown of people who had passed this past week in the world of sports and and celebrity and politics. And um, we lost Cloyd Boyer. Uh, Cloyd Boyer uh, was a member of the famous Boyer uh, brothers. There were three of them: Ken, Cleet, and Cloyd. And Cloyd was the last surviving member. He pitched for the St. Louis Cardinals and Kansas City A's. He pitched with the uh, cards from 42 to 52. And then he pitched for the Kansas City A's uh, in 55. He, uh, I be- believe he injured his arm uh, in, the, in the in 52 season. And then he tried to come back. He pitched with the A's in 55. And then he he was ended up being a coach in, in a lot of places. He was 94 years old. Um, Willie Garson, who was uh, on Sex in the City and a, a a bunch of other shows. He was kind of a, a character actor. Um, he had cancer, and he was what was working, still working on uh, the Sex in the City. I think they're they're filming a, a movie or an update to it. Um, up until his his death, he was fifty seven. Um, Tim Connolly, who played Chet Kelly on the uh, show Emergency, that was very popular back in the seventies. Um, I think it ran in, in seventy three or seventy four, and he was. Um, he was kind of in that family. He was he would show up on Adam Twelve and those kind of shows, um, and he he was he was kind of a funny funny actor. He was a, he played a fireman. He had a uh, mustache, and uh, the shows are on like Cozy TV now. Um, and he was seventy seven years old, um, and a couple other people in the world of sports. Steve Riley, who was a um, tackle, left tackle for the Minnesota Vikings from nineteen seventy four to nineteen eighty four. Um, do you know if he was a, a TTM or Drew? I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Not off the top of my head. I don't know anything about him. Okay, he passed away. He was sixty eight years old. And lastly. Um, Gene Littles, who played six years in the ABA. He played for the Carolina Cougars and the Kentucky Colonels. He was a member of the 75 Colonels team that won the ABA championship. He played from 1969 to 1975. He coached in the NBA for a long time. He played coach for the, the Cavs and the Hornets and the Nuggets. I know he was a, a TTMer because I got him on my uh, 73 uh Set. I got him signed on on a uh, seventy three card, which he when he played for the Carolina Cougars, um, and he was seventy eight years old. And then lastly, Drew, we lost uh, Melvin Van Peoples, who was a he was a director, right? A director and he, yeah, he was actor director. He did a little bit of everything in the film world. Um, I mean, yeah, father of of course actor Mario Van Peebles as well. But he was one of the early directors in the uh, black exploitation genre there of the late 60s to early 80s or so. Uh, Sweet Sweetback's Badass song is considered one of the uh, top, uh, the best examples of that genre and everything. And I mean, that one at least is so well known that it was even uh, parodied as the uh, title of a Simpsons episode at one point in the 90s. So uh, yeah, I mean, kind of a kind of a legendary guy in the world of film. I'm not a big film guy myself, but being an Emerson graduate, that's a huge school for film. So, you know, you pick up a few things along the way. And I know that's a name that got uh, bandied about quite a bit there among the film students. 
Yeah, Melvin Peoples was uh, 89 years old. So our condolences and, uh, you know, we're, we're sorry for your loss to your friends and family. And um, that wraps up the Vern Rap Minute for the week. Next up, we review our TTM cast, TTM Returns. This week's TTM Returns are brought to you by Sports Card Forum. Find players' addresses, see who's signing, and more, all for free. SportsCardForum.com, the ultimate in sports card trading and discussion. See, Drew, it's hard to say TTM without TTM cast in it. So (laughs) (laughs) for me anyway, so TTM returns uh, for the week. Uh, I got, let's see, one, two, three, four. I got, I got five plus uh, a paid one. And Drew, you had, you had three plus a a cool trade. You want to do your returns first? Yeah, I can definitely mention those. So a first one was uh, Ted Savage. He was an outfielder in the, I think it was about the early sixties to maybe the early seventies or so at least late sixties. I know we got into, but, uh, Played for several teams, but I think it was the Phillies, the Cardinals, and the Dodgers at the very least. But uh, he signed two cards for me. Also wrote a short note back and signed the uh, protective index card that I put in there with it. So really great return from him. Uh, another one to mention was Ed Hobaugh, who was a pitcher back in the early 60s. Um, Washington Senators, I think, if I remember. I don't know if he don't, can't remember off the top of my head if he pitched anywhere else, but Washington is the big one that comes to mind there. But he also signed uh, two cards and a protective index card that was in there. What cards did he sign for you? I think it was 61 and 60, maybe. Let's see. I've got them right here, actually. It's, uh, yeah, 60. He was with the White Sox on the 1960 right there. Nice. And then, yeah, 61 was with the Senators right there. So have, have you been going out and um, trying to buy cards for so you see the guys are signing or these cards that you have lying around and you say, oh, well, let me try this guy? These are ones that I picked up specifically for. This was at one of the uh, Dallas card shows that I mentioned earlier. Uh there's been a couple of tables there. One guy had just a whole bunch of kind of, you know, low conditioned uh, 1960s commons there at 50 cents each. And usually if you buy a bunch, he'll take a, he'll knock a percentage off or so. But I mean, anytime I can grab, you know, those two at 50 cents each or even less and then mail them out and get them signed, I'll do that any day. So I would stand there at that table for like an hour or two with uh, like sportscollectors.net open on my phone so I can just go through and like, okay, here's a block of, you know, 61 cards open up the 61 set on there, see who signs. Okay, perfect. That one's right there. 50 cents, throw it in. Got this one here, 50 cents, throw it in. So I'll just do stuff like that whenever I can. Yeah. I love getting the sixties card signed and uh, Ed Hobart would go right by me. I he wouldn't, he would not be a guy that I would, cause I usually don't do that. I, you know, you know, I have a pretty good database in my head, so to speak of like, Oh, that guy signs, that guy doesn't sign. And I, I look just about every day on, um, you know, sports card forum or, or uh, sportscollectors.net just to see who's been signing. And Ed Hobart would have gone by me. So I'm really impressed with that one. Well, that one, the reason that I knew that he signed was, uh, I was mentioning earlier that my dad gave me a bunch of his old cards uh, several years ago. And if I remember right, there was a 62 card of Ed Hobart in there. And so when I was looking through all these uh, 62s and 63s that my dad gave me, I would just, you know, look him up on sportscollectors.net, see, okay, does this guy sign? Great. Send to him. Does this guy sign? Nope. Okay, back in the binder. And Hobaugh was one of those ones that I saw that signed. It's like, sure, I know nothing about this guy. We'll send to him. I'll see if I can find a couple others. And so I got him once a couple of years ago and then came across those cheapies there. It's like, yeah, sure. Why not? We'll send to him again. So, yeah, I mean, he must be in his 80s now, right? You would think. He- I would think so. Yeah. A lot of those guys from those early 60s sets are definitely getting up there in their 70s to 90s. So, yeah. Yep. Cool. I'm sorry then, to interrupt you. I was uh, yeah, I no just, problem. When, I, when I saw the Ed Hobart name, I was like, okay, there's, <laughs> there's one guy that would have slid right by me. 
Yep. And then uh, one that we were talking about a little bit before the show was uh, Jerry Grody, the uh, catcher on the 1969 Miracle Mets. He has a $10 fee per card, so sent off three cards and uh, 30 bucks. But that includes the uh, 72 tops for my set that I'm doing there, a uh, 19 or the 2005 tops uh, fan favorites card for the set I'm doing there. And I didn't even notice this when I first uh, pulled them out to send them, but they have the same photo on each of those cards right there. <laughs> Don't you love tops from the 60s and 70s? And the crazy thing is that uh, tops fan favorites that was supposed to be like they would go through the photo archives and find photos they hadn't used at all and use them on these cards here. And well, uh, guys, you, you you did use this one. So, but I also got another one of those 50 cent pickups was his rookie card from the 64 top set. So uh, it's got him with Larry Yellen. And I saw that Yellen signs as well. So that one's going to be going out to him probably at some point this week here to finish that one off. And who doesn't love a Colts 45 card, you know? Exactly, exactly. Anytime I can get a team that no longer exists, like the Colts, the the Seattle Pilots, Montreal Expos, I'm totally in favor of that. And the last one I want to mention, I'm also going to put on all points bulletin after this, is uh, this card that I picked up in a trade from the 8990 MISL indoor soccer set of Dennis Meefum who has turned into one of my white whales. I know he lives in the Cleveland area, but I have like 20 different addresses on him because he's involved in uh, buying and selling real estate. So he's got his name on a bunch of properties. I don't know which one he lives <laughs> he in. He doesn't live in. Right. So I've mailed off to like three different addresses on him and never gotten a success. I tried to mail it through his wife at her work. That one got bounced back to me as well. So I'm like, I'm tapped out. I'm trying to get these things any way I can. Fortunately, now I'm down to just needing one card of me from to be able to finish off everything that I need on him. So I'm still working on that. But that 89.90 set, I am now three signatures on two cards away from having this completed, and I need to put out an all-points bulletin for help with one of these cards even unsigned. Uh, card number 67 in the set features Chris Hundelt, is the guy's name. He played only one season with the Kansas City Comets, and the card that was widely released in there was an error. It shows Chris on the card. But it mentions his brother, Kevin Hundelt, as the name on the top and all the info on the back. I've actually got the error version right here, which, uh, Jeff, you can see that. Unfortunately, nobody yeah. else out there can see this at all. Look, it, looks like, it, looks like. it looks like Kevin's high school uh, picture. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they just high school, high school yearbook picture. Yeah. So he played in the uh, 87, 88 and 88, 89 season. So he played two seasons there with Kansas City, I think. Unless those are Kevin's stats on there, which they might be. I think Chris may have only played one season there. And I think he was around for the 88-89 season, but out injured or something like that. So they had to use his headshot. They didn't have any action shots to use. But they did two different versions. There's the error version. It has Kevin's name across the top. And I have like five or six of that already. I do not need that one. But I need to find the corrected version that has Chris's name across the top. So it's the corrected Chris Hundelt card 67 from the 89-90 Pacific MISL set. I'm putting it out there to anybody who can find this for me. I had a copy at one point. I mailed it off to Chris. It turned out I had an old address and I never saw it again. God, don't you hate that? Yes, I do. Especially on something like this where I've had so much trouble finding the right card. So if anybody out there can help me find an unsigned or even a signed copy just to save me some time, I would love to be able to get that because, I mean, like I said, I have the Kevin card here. I'd like to get the Kevin copy signed by both Kevin and Chris and be able to completely finish off this set. It'll be the second indoor soccer set that I finished. So please, if you have that card, if you see that card, if you know where it is, please let me know. Email Jeff there at ttmcast at yahoo.com or hit me up at dfwgrapher at gmail.com. And either way, 
let's work out a deal on this because I need at least one copy. I'd prefer to get like, you know, four or five copies if possible. And anyone that helps out, we'll, we will help you out with a TTM cast shirt or baseball hat as well. So if you can help out Drew on this one, because uh, Drew ha- Drew's there to help you. So if you, you, you help him, we can help you out. Uh, we'll get you a hat or a T-shirt as well. So, um, Drew, thank you very much. So I, I, I love your returns. Um, I, just a quick Jerry Grody story, Grody story. I had sent him one. Uh, this is, again, when I was collect, I'm collecting the 78 set, so I sent the 78 card. Uh, he's on the Dodgers, and I didn't realize he charged. And he sent, I sent him the card. He sent it back to me and said he didn't. Doesn't you know? He charges $10. And I, I don't know why. It just bothers me. It's like if I knew the guy's – if I knew the guy charged – I'd send him the money. You know what I mean? I'm not, I wasn't trying. I don't try to get it, anything for free. But if I send him the card, and you open the, you open my letter, just sign the card and then send, send, send. Uh, okay, I, you know, thanks for your request. That you know, I, I do charge, mm-hmm. and take it at that. I that was, I don't know. That just, it just bothers me when they, if they open your letter. Sign the freaking card. <laughs> I kind of wonder, like, how many times they get hit with serial offenders or something like that, and the guys who are intentionally out to, you know, try to get the freebies or yeah. something like that. And I, I don't. Can, I, I kind of, I, I can see both sides of it for sure. I know if a guy, if a guy charges, I send him the money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I, if I don't send him the money, it's because I don't know he charges. Or, like, sometimes it'll be in the interim where a guy like, like Jim Cott would say, like, he would, he's like, okay, I'm not signing anymore after X date. But he still was kind enough to sign the card, you know. And that's, uh, I, I there's there's some guys that if you take the time to open the friggin' letter, and I don't, I know they're not getting, you know, the, the, most of these guys aren't getting thousands of requests. They're getting like five a week or whatever the numbers. And we, I appreciate that. But if I, I don't know, sign it once and then just okay, I won't sign it again if I get get multiple but i don't know it, that, that one just bothered me so i haven't sent jerry grody his ten dollars i think I, I i think i actually bought his card at a show for a dollar or something yeah <laughs> but that's it so that wraps up returns for the week i actually sent out um 15 more this week so i'm trying to stick with my 10 10 a week and i'm gonna uh, try to try to send out some more this week drew you got a bunch going out i'm uh, probably gonna write a few here and there i got a Short stack. I mean, like I said, I got get Larry Yellen out the door there at the very least. So I'll be sending out about maybe three to five if I can. I mean, I start with three to five. It'll probably turn into 12 by the end of the week. But yeah. yeah, I try. I try to do 10. I try to do 10 like on I try to do it like on Sunday, Sunday night or Monday. I try to do do them and then uh, get them out, you know, Monday or Tuesday in the mail. Uh, so that is my plan. Again, that wraps up returns for the week. Next up is our interview. This week's interview is brought to you by the Trove Sports Den. Come and hang out and chat with baseball pros from past and present online. Visit thetrovesportsden.com and join in the fun today. I had the uh, the pleasure of interviewing Adrian Roberson. Adrian is the PA announcer for the Baltimore Orioles, as well as the Bowie Bay Sox, right? Bowie Bay yep. Sox, which is the double-A um, affiliate for the Baltimore Orioles. She worked um, over, I think, 17 years for the, with the Bowie Bay Sox, and this was her first year. She's finishing up her first year as PA announcer for the Baltimore Orioles, and I had the pleasure of interviewing her. Um, just a, a note on the interview. We interviewed the other day. It was, um, she was at Bowie Bay Sox in the stadium. She was getting prepared for a playoff game. 
and she was outside, so she was doing her interview outside on her on her computer, and it was kind of stormy out, so it was very it was windy, and there was um, some bad weather coming in. So our connection uh, kind of went fade, fading in and out, and we actually got disconnected uh, in the middle of our interview, and she was kind enough to call back in, and we finished up the interview. But um, the 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 quality is not the best in terms of the interview, but I, I thought it was a fun interview with her. So please, um, you know, forgive a couple times where it kind of fades in and out there, but it's a, it's a really fun interview. So, um, you know, enjoy my interview with Adrian Robertson. I, I, you know, thank her for joining, joining me. Uh, but first here's a message from our friends at CSG. Have you tried CSG for sports card grading? The company is earning a reputation for tough, accurate grading and awesome looking holders. And now with the CSG Thick Holder, CSG can grade and encapsulate more sizes of thick cards than any other third-party sports card grading service. That's right. Demand is high for CSG services, which also means they're hiring and offering a $2,500 sign-on bonus for new employees who start by September 30th. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Visit collectiblesgroup.com careers to learn more. Joining us on the TTMcast hotline, from the Bay Sox uh, Park, which is the Bowie Bay Sox, or the AA affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles, is Adrian Ro Roberson. Adrian is the PA announcer, the first female voice in the history of the Baltimore Orioles. She is also uh, the announcer for the Bowie Bay Sox. She is the fourth active uh, female PA, PA announcer in Major League Baseball. In addition, she uh, spends time as uh, last eight years as PA, PA announcer for the Georgetown uh, University Athletics, and she is a busy lady. Thank you for joining us on such a, a busy day, Adrian. <laughs> Thank you very much. I know, you, I know you're getting ready for playoffs, and it's very exciting. Anytime you can do playoffs, the Bowie Bay Sox is the AA affiliate. But um, I'd just kind of like to talk to you about your, your first season. You're finishing up your first season with the uh, Baltimore Orioles as the PA announcer. Uh, how, what was that like? It's been an incredible year. Um, we have one uh, more homestand left coming up uh, tomorrow through next Thursday, uh, playing against Texas and playing against the Red Sox. It's been absolutely wonderful being up there all year. Uh, the skyline, the weather, it's one of the most beautiful parks in the United States, one of the most beautiful parks, period. And working with some of the greatest people, um, I've known a lot of them for a good 10 years or more, but it, the whole year has been wonderful. Has anything found, what has surprised you the most, uh, the difference between major, uh, the major leagues and, and your time in the minors? I mean, you spent you've been 20 years in professional baseball, and this is your first year uh, in major league baseball. What has uh, surprised you most about the majors? I think it's the, the timeline is a big difference. Um, in minors, it's a lot more laid back. You're saying a lot more over the mic you can get away with a little bit more you can be funny with the on-field MC um, and the game you have a lot more people interacting with you but when you get to the majors you're sitting next to the official score you're very busy take away um, a lot more serious I mean it's the major league so there's just a lot more elements happening so that you're also running it more like a newscast and a live TV show I know um, you you did announced you were guest announcer at uh, PA announcer at a few games, but were you nervous with your, fir your first major league game and, you know, the first major game game this year, I'm sure there was a lot of attention on you. 
Yeah, I was uh, definitely nervous. And I'm actually, I still get slightly nervous every day. And I feel if you don't have a little bit of that, then you're kind of getting sour towards it. So I think it's always important to have a little bit of the butterflies or nervous energy, because that means you're going to build upon that adrenaline. Um, so yeah, there's always a little bit of that there, um, just because you want to put on a, the best show for the fans that are coming out to see the game and you want to do right by the players. So there's always a little bit of that, but you get through it. <laughs> <laughs> have, uh, how, have been, how, how have you been received by the fans and the players, you know, being a, uh, a woman in a, in a man's game, so to speak, and, and you know things are changing. There's all sorts of uh, women that are entering the game in the last five or five or six years. Um, how have you been received by the fans and the players? Um, I mean, there's always going to be a few people, as you know, in this business, you will never make everybody happy. And to try and say that you will is impossible. So you just do the best job you can do. Uh, for the most part, the players, I've known a lot of them for a long time, and they've been, you know, very supportive and uh, reached out and uh, congratulated me just like I would congratulate them. Um, I would say, you know, the fans on a whole base, even, I mean, even the ushers, some of them takes time because you may have, you know, you go to church on a Sunday and you may hear a male minister and then suddenly you're hearing female. It's just, or audiobooks. You like listening to a male, read it. It's just people's opinion and preference. And it's just getting used to learning somebody else do it differently. But I do like to say that I have a deeper voice, so it's not, it's not high pitched. So I hope that people enjoy it. <laughs> uh, did you get any advice from the other, uh, female PA announcers for Major League Baseball that they congratulate you or send any, send, give you any advice uh, prior to the season starting? Uh, yeah, it's we text and we talk and, um, you know, just being yourself and not trying to be anybody else, not trying to, I mean, it's great to read the, the books and the history of it, but to really to, to focus on hone your skill and do what you do and do the best that you can do. Um, and they said, you know, I think one of the best advice one of the girls gave me is listening to um, people's advice. And even the people that say, you know, not such nice stuff on uh, Twitter and stuff like that, because everyone wants to say a comment. And even though it might be hurtful, maybe you can learn from it or be like, Oh, I could, I could try something like that. So even the worst comment, you can find a way to turn it around. Um, but they said the majority just try to ignore um, and do the best job you can do. Did you have any influences growing up, uh, you know, any major league announcers or, or any in any other sports, anyone that you um, caught, you know, um, took something from their their uh, style or repertoire and, and added to your own? Well, um, I always liked uh, John Ward growing up from uh, Tennessee football. Um, I also liked Harry Callis um, and Harry Carey, of course. So, I mean, yeah. I just always liked embellishing and and taking that name and kind of like the Tony the Tiger, like when you think of the commercials growing up, I just really liked putting that energy into it. And uh, so hearing their voices and, you know, even the Scooby-Doo voices, I just, I grew up listening to the cartoons and the shows and wanted to add that to it. Um, like I said, not over the top, not elevator music where putting you to sleep and not over the top where it's a distraction to the game. But I really listening to those announcers, I, you know, I emulated them and loved what they did. I can't sing. <laughs> but I could do that. You can't sing and dance. That's, yeah, well, that's why you do a PA, right? Yes. <laughs> it must be nice uh, as somebody, I mean, you've seen, the, you know, the Orioles are a young team and, and they promote within. That's one of the things that they're uh, famous for. And it must be nice to see some of those, the kids in, you know, they're young, young men now um, in the major leagues that, that you saw coming up through the minors. 
it's been incredible. We've had several call-ups this year and next year, I bet we have at least five or six in the beginning and, and seeing what's coming and, you know, having worked with this team 18 years now, I've seen some incredible players come up and you see guys that are sometimes in this level for a long time and then they get that sudden moment. And I have seen, we're in the playoffs. You can tell we're in the hunt for it. These guys care. They're coming together cohesively really well. Um, they're having fun. You see some of these younger guys that have never met before playing on this field. They're excited to be here. So you see that as that, you know, starts coming up, this is going to be, you know, this threesome is going to be the next, you know, it's, it's great to see. And I'm very excited for these young kids. Do, um, you know, when, when they in minor leagues or major leagues, do the players come to you uh, before a homestand or before, uh, you know, before the season and say, hey, this is this is how I want to be introduced. Or this is, you know, I prefer Andrew instead of Andy or or or, or that. Do they do they come to you and say this is how I prefer to be introduced? Well, COVID, unfortunately, has changed a lot of that dynamic this year and last year. Um, so some of it's been by voicemail, uh, for example, Anthony Santander. He recorded it and uh, sent it to a couple of us by email so that we could hear him exactly say his own name, which I think is one of the best ways to hear it. Um, I team because they're on the bus or on the plane and know the person one-to-one. So if I don't get to talk to them directly, then I usually reach out to the next best source, either the, you know, the PR or the lead radio guy so that I can get the correct pronunciation. But when, when it's best, um, I know there's some teams that also list their uh, players actually get to say their name on the website. So I also think that's a great key. And um, MLB also has an enunciation guide, pronunciation guide too. Are there any players that you've had trouble with? I'm horrible with names. So I see somebody's name and, and I always butcher it. Is it, is it somebody that somebody that you see coming up and like, oh no, I know I'm going to mess this guy's name up. Um, when, when I have the really long names that are different, um, I phonetically try to put them and not proper phonetics. I would call the Adrian phonetic way and then just really stretch it out the best way. Um, and I'll write it next to it on the score sheet to help me through. Um, there have been some dingers, but, uh, sometimes the dingers you can have fun with if they don't get in your head. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now you're, um, you know, being one of the first four, four women in major league baseball, uh, do you consider yourself a trailblazer for, uh, young women that might want to get into the game? You know, I didn't before, but and now I see it a little bit more, and I've been really excited about that part of it because um, growing up, it's just I always loved sports, so it wasn't about you know breaking you know glass walls or you know hitting the roof that kind of thing. I just truly loved baseball. My dad took me to games as a kid, and so when I went to Tennessee, um, I got the experience to start announcing, and they didn't have females doing sports down there. Um, and again, it wasn't trying to be different. I just, this is something I love to talk. I love to announce and, you know, bring the excitement to the game. So I started getting to do it more, but, you know, with getting this Orioles position, which has been so amazing, a lot of younger girls have reached out to me by email, um, by different social media. Um, one father reached out to me actually and said he was honored for his daughters. And so it's just that part of it. Like, I really hope girls can see that it's not girls and boys, if that's the job you truly want to, you've got to make a lot of sacrifices, but to go for it, to start young, to read everything you can get your hands on and volunteer because that's the way you get in this business and, and knowing people being kind and, you know, being, you have to do the grunt work to get your way up. 
But you had an interesting start to your career with the uh, AA Knoxville uh, Smokies. How did you, you know, why don't you tell people how you, your, your first uh, public address announcing <laughs> day and how that came about, because it's really cool. Yeah, um, me and a, a lot of my college girlfriends, we uh, all applied to the Knoxville Smokies. I really wanted to do the announcing position, but it was already held by a gentleman who worked at the Channel 6 News. So we literally had milk crates and about this big by this big. And uh, you fill them up with beer, dollar beer nights on Tuesday nights to take them down to the lower section. And we delivered the beer. You made good tips. Um, but, you know, I wanted to be announcing the game. And one night, uh, the Channel 6 guy got called to do a really big story that was at the Tennessee uh University of Tennessee football, big story broke, so we had to go cover that. And so they literally asked me, can you go up and announce tonight? Because they knew that was something I was interested in and had experience. I put down the beer and walked up a rickety and to this day, it was the, the back staircase to get up to the roof is where their press box was. And it was a fire escape. And so you had to climb up that and announce my first game and it was incredible, but uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays AA organization, and that's how I got my, my start there, and then he eventually uh, got more stories and became too busy, and so I took over the position for two seasons. That's very cool. You know, when, when uh, you know, you need to be in the right place at the right time sometimes, right? It's really talent and, and luck and, and hard work, and it all kind of paid off for you, which is very cool. Um, we're, we're speaking with Adrian Roberson. Adrian is a PA announcer for the Boston Orioles. She's the first female PA announcer. She's finishing up her first season, which uh, the Orioles had a tough year, but I think uh, things are going to be looking better in the future. She also is uh, a PA announcer announcer for the Bowie Bay Sox, which is a double-A affiliate, and they are starting their playoffs today, so we wish you guys luck in the playoffs this season. Just a couple more questions, and I'll let you go. I know you have to get to the game. Um, Are you a collector? Do you collect, uh, you know, uh, cards, autographs, memorabilia? Is that something that that you've done either as a a young young person or even, you know, as a position of of collecting stuff uh, for teams that you've worked for? I had a few cards growing up um, that I wasn't too much into the card collecting, um, but over the years, I've gotten some great cards. Um, I've definitely gotten some uh, baseballs and more unique situations where I've met somebody and we kind of just exchange um, or been in a different moment. Um, Also, my kids growing up at a minor league ballpark, they would have autograph signing days for the down and collect all the autographs. And so I, I have a really... I have a very nice collection, I guess, by default. And I really, I like that stuff. I also like um, different books you can have forever. You had uh, uh, I, I have a fantastic collection, but I didn't go out seeing it. But um, I definitely, my my uh, my place is an Oriole world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Now, you had a, you had a, a fun experience of um, working or introducing Cal Ripken for, for an event. Was that at, in Baltimore or was that uh, during the minor leagues? It was actually in Baltimore, um, and it was really, really neat. We had a, a diamond event and uh, diamond on the green, and we basically – uh, Cal Ripken and I were at home plate and I was able to interview him uh, about his most recent book called show up. And that was such an incredible experience. The stories he told, he really is an engaging speaker, but he would point out different things around the field and you just felt like you were stepping back in history. And it was an amazing, surreal moment to be able to interview him. 
Did he give you a copy of the book? Oh, uh, <laughs> I yes, I, he did give me a copy of the book. But of course, as a proper interviewer and researcher, I audio book for he read it. So I was well prepared with my questions. Uh, but yes, he did. <laughs> he did give me a copy of the book. That, that's fair. Adrian, I'll let you go. We're having some tough uh, technical um, problems in terms of, you know, you're outside in the wind and, and so you got storms you've coming got the, up. You've got the hurricane storm. Uh, All right. Well, good, good luck tonight and good luck for the rest of the season. And I wish you uh, the best. And hopefully maybe we can talk next year before the season starts uh, and, get, and get your take on the Orioles and, and what's coming up. Well, that wraps up another edition of TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast. We talk TTM, cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. My name is Jeff Baker, and I have been your host of the program. And, Drew, we finished up another show. We did. Another good one. You know what, Drew? Every time, I say it every time, even when we first started, I'm like, ah, oh, we got maybe 20, 25 <laughs> minutes to talk. And I just looked at the clock, and we're at, we're at basically an hour and five minutes of you and me gabbing about stuff all this nonsense <laughs> it happens i mean you get me going on this and i could go on for hours i mean i did just five minutes or so i think on that uh on the chris and kevin hundelt aaron corrected version so if i can do that i, know, I mean get me on something that people know better and i'll be going on for half an hour it's all good stuff. I hope you guys really, really enjoyed it. Hey, I want to thank um, Adrian Roberson for joining me today. Again, I apologize for the, the, the poor quality of the interview, but we I had such a nice talk with her. I wanted to play it. And then I also and I want to thank Mr. Troy Rudder for joining us. Troy has a new book out on Amazon. Check it out. It's called The uh, Autograph Collecting Logbook. Uh, it's only $7.50. Pick it up. And if you uh, can, pick up his original book. With, it's uh, The Secrets of TTM autograph collecting it's a really fun book as well um we've got uh clarence scott from the cleveland browns next week our next show will be next sunday october 3rd drew you got anything to add before we close it out nope think that's about it got a couple more concerts i'm going to this week i'm looking forward to those but yeah that's about it all right uh, guys check out drew he is on youtube at yeah, drew what's your so, drew's autographs if you go to uh youtube.com slash drew pelto or if you just go to dfwgrapher.com you can find links to everywhere that i'm at on there thank you and then uh, we are all over the place i am on twitter at cast ctm i'm we're on i'm at, on facebook and numerous autograph groups i am on instagram i'm always po posting on instagram at ttm cast um our podcast is available anywhere podcasts are uh, posted including amazon and um whatever yahoo we're we're everywhere any <laughs> anywhere podcast that can find that's where our podcasts are spread the word let people know what we're doing um i think that's it drew i think we, we, we're going to close it out i want to wish everyone many happy returns and we'll see you next week <laughs>